and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 77. Shall we do this? Oh yeah. Um, it's been a great week. My child has turned five and I always get emotional at another birthday and it makes this whole mindful parenting thing all the more apparent because yes, hardest job I've ever done, but whoa, when I look at photos and videos, it just really clicks about the mundane moments in life, you know, those little routine things that can get on top of you. And when you watch it back and you put a little bit of music on over those photos and um, videos, boy, does it really speak to your soul. It's just like, ah, I think music. And then that's why I always ask people their favorite song at the end. It's like the biggest gift we have and it can really spark emotions. And when things, really feel hard, it can lift us, it can calm us, it can centre us, it can ground us, it can just remind us of how lucky we are even when life is freaking hard. So I've been really aware about that, I put some new um, words up on mummyjojo.com, still trying to get the blogging in um, and not neglect that too much while I'm finishing up the book, but yeah, just great, great to, to be thinking some of those thoughts and just to stop and pause and reflect over the past few years because life gets so busy and frantic, sometimes we just need to stop and um, that's why photos are really great for that, you know, you can flick through and think about how far you've come, be that with your work, your passion, um, uh, life as a parent or, you know, just whatever it is you've got going on in your own private uh, world. So I'm sending you loads of good vibes and I've got a great chat ahead for you this week with an absolute queen. First podcast I've recorded out of my house and in someone else's. I mean, I've done live podcasts in venues, but actually go to someone's house and have a cup of tea and a chat. Um, It was fab, but I want to shout out first off to the amazing team at Float Philosophy on the West of Edinburgh who are supporting this episode, the future of relaxation and recovery. I went out for a float last month, a lot of you saw it on social, great to see some of you, um, hear of some of you booking it up. It's such a great way to unwind, there's so much research about how it's great for not just our physical but our mental health when we switch yourself off and it felt like I was floating in space. I'm going to go back soon. Um, I really did feel the benefit the week after. The research shows that, you know, it can last. I think, what did he say, up to 10 days? I'll check that out. But I felt a lot more zen. And I think when we have triggers such as lashing out with anger, I know I'm a better person and a better version of me when I don't lash out in anger. And I know I'm so much more than anger and these kind of negative emotions, but I also know life is the ultimate test and people can test us and say things that we're just like, say what? I'm just gonna kick off here. And it's like, no, chill out. Um, So I think that really helped me with that. So massive shout out. And if you wanna check out more about them, head to their website, floatphilosophy.com. Right, let's talk about this incredible guest. Elsa Harper is the founder of Eden Eats at Eden Eats on Insta. She's eating things around the city. I love her channel. I love her energy. I love her kind nature. She's just a lovely, lovely person. Um, I, I can really sort of connect to what she's saying and what she's all about. She's got so much to, to offer and we, we chat about all things, obviously food. And a lot of you will know I'm a huge foodie. 
my mum tells me I ate whatever I could when from from you know being a, a baby my brothers would be passing up the veggies and I was like give me it I'll take whatever I can get um so it was really nice to talk about food there's loads of great tips for eating in Edinburgh I know we've got a lot of local listeners but if you're in a different place keep it in mind for when you come to Edinburgh um right guys enjoy this chat be here be all in listen with an open mind that's what we're all about here there's no judgment this is a safe place where we can listen to other people learn from them and take the inspiration that we want so episode 77 let's do it do this girlfriend can i just say thank you for having me to your home all right you're very welcome we're mixing it up we've left my um dining room table and um in your lovely lounge and you've put a bowl of roses out for me that's so kind well i couldn't live up not live up to my pretty title you're without pretty having title. some food and i do love roses they're making me feel a bit festive oh. and i'm a foodie but i mean you can you could like roses and not necessarily be a foodie okay. uh, so your page, you're well known for your page, Eden Eats. Yes. Um, and you do loads of other things, which we'll chat about. But I just love foods. And I was saying to you earlier, if I wasn't doing well, being in mojo stuff, food, like when I was young, one of the things I always thought I wanted to do was be a food critic or wow. something with food. And um, I don't know, I, I still love food, like mega but um, talk to me about what made you set up a page all about food. So I guess it was a hobby that got out of control. That's mm-hmm. what I always say to people. So I've always loved taking pictures and I, I guess, was always sharing them on my Instagram for my family and friends. Um, and it got to the point where people... We're like, oh, really, Elsa, another food pick. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to set up my own page for people that enjoy food, not thinking that it would actually go anywhere. Um, but back when I set it up, the Instagram community in Edinburgh wasn't huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess maybe the businesses were just coming out of the recession and there was a real rebirth of food and drink within Edinburgh, um, particularly coffee. Um, I remember going to Williams and Johnson for the first time in Leith hearing they were roasting their own um, beans, independent coffee shop I remember just being blown away and I was like oh my gosh there's this amazing independent coffee scene in Edinburgh and I really wanted to share that. The main thing that inspired it I spent a bit of time living in America, Mm -hmm. Um, I was a nanny Oh, cool. And a nanny for a family, and the mum was Scottish and the dad was American. They had two lovely little boys and the mum wanted a Scottish nanny. So I'd gone out and done Camp America there in 2010. Had the most amazing summer of my life. Um, Absolutely loved it. Loved the American way of life. And I went back in 2011 and... Lauren, the mum, said, would you like to be our nanny? And as I was just finishing uni at the time... I was like, this is perfect. I can live six months of the year in America and just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. So during the summer, we spent a lot of time between Pennsylvania, Florida and New York. And so I'd have the boys um, that I nannied for in New York and was totally overwhelmed by all the foodie choices. I mean, it's 
one of the foodie capitals of the world. It's amazing. And I was like, how, how how do the local people find food here? And Instagram had sort of just started to get off its feet, but there was a real wealth of New York food accounts. And I started following them and I was like able to find all these incredible little places without, you know, having to go through TripAdvisor um, and really being able to sort of trust that local source. So I spent the next few years going back and forth, back and forth. And eventually when I came back in 2013, um, that was my last summer out there. That's quite, yeah, quite a short amount of time after that, I decided that I was going to start it myself. Amazing. Um, and yeah, that was the inspiration because I was like, well, I know Edinburgh's a very small, yeah. small city in comparison but I, I wanted to know where the good places were. Um, and, yeah, there was a few other accounts around at the time, but they were also growing as well. And I just, yeah, set it up. Had a rubbish picture of the camera on my camera roll, which I set as the logo. And I had that for qu- quite a long time before I actually decided to, you know, change it to Edenites as it is now. And, yeah, that was it. Did someone design a logo for you then? Or? No. I literally went on this website called canva.com uh-huh. and I just I made it myself. Right. Um, you. I did ask about and uh-huh. was quite shocked at the price of getting a logo designed. Mm. Um, and yeah, now that I work for a design company, I've got this whole new level of inspiration and I am sort of thinking about how I can change it up and I would like to sort of redesign it in the next little while so you might see um, that change but yeah it was very much something that was just started from a hobby It's amazing and just you've built it and do you so where do you get inspiration about where to go or do you just kind of stumble across places? Um, I think there's a bit of everything mm-hmm. obviously through doing Instagram I'm lucky to have met a lot of great other people out there who are doing it and um, I always trust their opinion if they've mm-hmm. been somewhere um, as opposed to you know go, I would never probably go on a trip advisor and have a look at places from there um, you never know who's leaving the reviews like when we're going on holiday Hubs will be like, oh, but the reviews, the reviews. Yeah. I'm like, you have no idea who's posting these. Yeah. If it looks good and we really want to do it, don't put it off because what Bill in Surrey say. Like, who, who even is Bill? I know. Like, is Bill even real? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I know I'm, I'm bad myself in the past for going on and leaving negative reviews, which now I if I've been away somewhere I'm not I should really get into the habit of doing it for places in Edinburgh because I do know how much it can help them when tourists come in the city but I have been bad at going on when I've had an awful experience and leaving a bad review so whenever I've gone on holiday recently and I've had a good experience I've tried to go on and leave nice ones as well because I do I do sometimes feel it maybe is just an opportunity to voice a negative opinion yeah um can be hard and people are looking to vent and definitely the sad thing is the impact that can have on you know food places fair enough like if someone was to review my book and be like it's crap it's objective yes but then i guess with food then you're probably worried about i know exactly i think it just is enough to plant a seed yeah um what is nice is 
sort of discovering somewhere that you know by yourself and I do try and eat out and go to different places but of course there are favourites that you just return to time and time again because they're amazing at what they do um so yeah I do definitely try and get out and try new places myself I'm also lucky to be invited to places too which Mm. I would never be able to afford to go to on my own accord. No such thing as a free lunch, is there? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, from other people in the community who are, who have got amazing Instagram accounts as well, doing oh, great things. So wow. a bit of everything, I guess. I love it. So where are your top... Have you got a few places that you're just like, I just can't get enough of you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we're spoilt for choice mm. in Edinburgh. We're so lucky. Yeah. I feel every every week somewhere new is opening and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's hard to actually keep up. Yeah. Um I've got a few places that I always go to for certain things. Mm-hmm. So um for brunch, I'm a massive fan of Dishum. Oh my um, god, my fave. They're bacon and egg nans. I'm oh. just like my the first time I had one my mind was blown. I was like, this is just the best thing. Because oh. on paper you're like, bacon and egg and a nan? Mm. Really? And you try it and you're like, oh wow. It's so good. Yeah, oh, just incredible. Oh. Have you tried the chicken livers for their breakfast? I haven't. I really like them. I don't um, know if I've ever actually had chicken livers. Because I like patty, so yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to try yeah, the chicken absolutely. livers. And I just love really? it. Like, my hubs would be like, that is disgusting. Is that the one that comes It comes with the lovely sweet rolls? Yeah. Yeah, that looks delicious. But you can just get a side of chicken livers. Oh. And I was like, oh, these are freaking amazing. Oh, amazing. Oh, it was all over I'll it. need to try next time. Felt really indulgent. Though, yeah. Like, you really didn't need it with yeah. the nan. And you're so full. Yeah, I yeah. was just being greedy. I was <laughs> being inquisitive. I was like, I want to know what these chicken well, livers are Well, when else like. are you going to have the opportunity to try something like that? I hear the beans are amazing. The homemade oh, I've beans. I've never had them either. But that's on the okay. list next time. We yeah. got um, we tried to go on my birthday, and uh, there was a problem with the electrics or something. So oh they gave no. us two free breakfast vouchers oh to go back. Still not used them. I, I mean, that's like just two months ago. Yeah, though. that's good customer service. That is good customer service. And the toilets smell well. It's the ivy that the toilets smell incredible. Oh yeah. Um, but the ones in Dishoom smell quite nice too. Yeah, Dishoom's a cool building. I, I just like it. It's always sort of busy and it smells mm. amazing mm. so yeah there for brunch um i'm a big fan actually just of the leaf community i'm lucky i guess that i work there and i live nearby but there's so many amazing cafes like we quite often go to ostara i don't know if you've been there before and mm, um, so. it's down by the water of leaf it's a very it's sort of just tucked away on a corner very you'd probably walk past without even realizing mm. it's a cafe but it's just good food they use all local suppliers um so their butcher is local they use williams and johnston coffee nice. um it's just real hearty good comfort food nice. um i love el cartel for mexican oh, food it's so fresh, oh it's delicious no margaritas oh and their guacamole with the oh, have you had the um chill the bombers the jalapeno bombers no i haven't oh actually. my days they're my favorite the cream cheese oh, in the i need to try them next the bombers time. are like my favorite nice. mm, hashtag um, love it. oh <laughs> i mean i could just talk about food forever it's okay then but um chiverino's for pizza oh, i've not been there it's yet it's really good is that leaf walk or no um it's on hunter square where's oh is that near um... that's up by um do you know where the tron is uh, pub 
or the oh yeah Starbucks on the Royal Mile uh-huh. is probably the easiest, just on that corner. Ah. As if you were going down to like Cafe. I don't okay, know if you know yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but they've also just opened a pub um, up on the south side. Okay. Um, which is meant to be really good, so I'm going there tomorrow night actually. Ooh. But it's a similar sort of thing, but quite chilled out. Um, I love What's so good about their pizza. They they just nail it. Mm. Um, it's very filling and we've got a good amount of sides but my favourite thing is they do an Aperol Spritz slushy oh wow and it's a game changer oh wow it's so good right slushies do I am a frozen margarita girl well you would love right their slushies right I need to try right I need to go because with pizza I quite like thin I don't like deep pan theirs is thin right thin and crispy and good topping selection very very good Ooh. You need to try it. I like to go. I like a spicy pizza. Okay. Sometimes I would go for a bit of blue cheese or, yeah. or you know, a different type of cheese. And um, I like a spicy pizza. Nice. I do like Naduja Naduja as well. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Mm. You'll yeah. get it there. The, the yeah. I have the meatball one every time I go. It's actual just meatballs plonked on your pizza, but it is delicious. Favorite so place good. for pasta. Pasta, um, well, I actually just posted about Cafe Domenico. Oh, I used to go there all the freaking time. It's so good. You get a box for £5. Fast pasta. Yeah. At lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So that's how I discovered the pasta. But I'd never been to eat in at night. Mm-hmm. So last week I was out with a few friends and we were like looking for somewhere to go. And I was like, let's just go and give it a try. So impressed. It was mm. delicious. Mm-hmm. So good. And their wraps at lunchtime oh. are just, I mean, they fill you up for the rest of the day. They're just amazing. Um, so, yeah, pasta. Um, where else am I a big fan of? I love Chop House for steak. For me, mm. it doesn't really get much better, I think, than Chop House. Mm. I'm a huge fan. Um, I go, I've go. i been to the Leaf one because it's so close quite a few times. But, yeah, I just think that the have completely nailed it mm. I love yeah their mac and cheese is oh my gosh oh. unreal if you go you have to get a side of mac and cheese it is mm. oh my gosh I uh, had uh, they, they did a pulled beef starter I don't know if they still do it in the Brunsfield one it was to die oh, for wow. it melted in your yeah. mouth and Hubs was like I don't even need a steak now that was so good <laughs> but then I went for the fillet I, I'm kind of between fillet and ribeye okay they're my two favourite yeah, cuts yeah. and I would kind of tend to go <sighs> medium rare but sometimes I think I should go rare right what's your thoughts I am medium I don't like it too red right so just and that's it. just a personal thing I think for me the texture changes quite a lot when it's really quite rare okay and I feel it's more stringy Right, but so everyone's like, different, aren't they? Yeah, my like for, my dad has everything burnt, for example. Yeah, and some people are just like, no, like you're you're butchering it. That mm. that is horrendous. But yes, that's the beauty of being able to have it cooked the way you want it to. I know, and just hope the chef won't spit in it if you ask for a well done. Exactly. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that's all we can hope for, isn't it? Anytime we're eating out. Oh no, I know. <laughs> But there, you're right, there's so many great places and I feel like it can be hard to keep tabs. Like, what about you? What, where do you like? A lot of the ones you said, actually. Yeah. Um, I did a, an article for The List when I was doing my Fringe by the Sea and it was basically my tips for where to eat out. And I said, 
Is it Pissorn? Have you been to Pissorn? Yes, the Thai place. Mm. If you get their crispy sea bass starter, game changer. Yeah, I've not been. Oh my, Never crispy been. sea bass, it was like a mango and it's the Thai dressing wow. angelic. That sounds oh, incredible. To die for. Uh, I put ivy on, one for the smell of their toilets. Oh yeah, I do like the ivy. I do like it just for, and I know it's a chain and stuff, um, but so is the shoe. I mean, I mean, I'm not... I'm That's not, same here. I think you know, if... Uh, there is definitely people out there that have their issues with chains. Yeah. But I think if you go somewhere and you walk away and you're like, that was a really good meal, I'm all for supporting independent places. I think, you know, you have to do your part to keep these businesses open. And um, But if you, you know, find yourself in town and mm. you're absolutely starving, you love a Wagamama's, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with going in and having a wee Wagamama's. Yeah. Um, I, me and my mum got invited to the Ivy for their afternoon tea and we both said it was one of the best afternoon teas we've ever mm. had. It was just, everything was so well thought out and yeah, it was just, they brought us red strawberries for our um, scones. Oh, so we had like our tea and scones with our cream and our jam and the fresh strawberries and we've never had oh. sort of that attention to detail. So good, isn't oh, it? Delicious. Um, we went um, when they had the butterflies outside and yes. I was just like I'm just love for me a good afternoon tea I like homemade raspberry jam nice. I, I like I the jam to be homemade jam. yeah if it's love not it. homemade I'm disappointed <laughs> I'm like no come that's on that's fair don't, though don't give me the little pot absolutely you know I'm not coming yeah. and some of the prices for afternoon tea it's mm-hmm. not cheap for a sandwich totally so do something a bit different with it um, and I've not been to Signet Library yet and that still comes up sort of number one yeah. a lot um, but I like Preston Field because it reminds us of like our wedding day and of I just find it so opulent and I just love I just love it there and their homemade raspberry jam is to die I've for I've never been to Preston Field oh man you need to get take yeah. a trip oh man yeah. it's like a little country house in the oh, city lovely but um, I just love food. I love eating. So, like, would you say, because I used to rate our guests, we used to have loads of dinner parties before okay. we had our kids. Yeah. And um, I used to rate our guests on a scale of 10, at a foodie level, uh-huh. before deciding what we'd cook them. Okay. Because yeah. we had plenty of time, yeah, you know, yeah. didn't have kids. I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, right, they're solid eight, so maybe I'll do a really nice Italian. If they were a 10, it was like, wow. Fine dining. Yeah, like foie gras, and I'm like, <laughs> right, that's really taboo, right, okay. Yeah. And then you start, but all oh, right, okay, red, like, but you have your sort of things that, yeah. you know, your, what's it called, the truffle oil and all that stuff. But uh, what would you put yourself, 10 out of 10, foodie scale? I mean, my... I guess because I sort of fell into doing it, I don't really know much about a lot of different types of food that I've probably never heard of before. So I do like, I think there's an absolute place for fine dining. Yeah. Um, I, I think as I mentioned before, I'm lucky that I've been invited to places I'd never be able to afford. Yeah. Um, we... I was invited to the number one at the Balmoral at the start of the year and turned up and realised without doing my research properly it was Michelin Star and that was the first time I'd ever eaten at a Michelin Star restaurant 
And before I was sort of like, oh, I can't believe people would spend, you know, £250 or whatever mm-hmm. on on a meal. I'm walking out of there, I completely got it. Because I was like, people save up all year to, to come to here. Do this because it is an experience. It is... But then, you know, I'm not one of these people that knows what all the posh ingredients are or, you know, mm. I just sort of enjoy it. You so. don't have to. I mean, the thing is, you don't, if you're really like more into like a nice pasta or yes. a nice, you don't, if, if fine dining isn't your, because I would say I like a mashup of yes, all sorts. Me too. I'm like mash up, but yeah. I do freaking love a Michelin. Yeah. I will be in my freaking element yeah. from the like ser- service. Like I remember the first one I went to was Martin Wishers um, with my ex-boyfriend. We were both so into eating out. I kind of missed that a bit because my hubs is like not as into eating out. Okay. It breaks my heart sometimes. Oh. He cooks amazing at yeah. home. But he doesn't share that passion and it okay. does break my heart sometimes. Yeah, I totally understand. Because I'm like, we used to go out and we used to like go around all the restaurants in Edinburgh yep. and we would do we were students and going to Michelin stars. Oh, wow. And I remember um it's a special, you know, save up. Yeah. And uh, I remember like Martin Wisher, the put the dessert came and they they just topped up a little side of champagne. They were like, and champagne with the sorbet stuff as your little side yeah. to go with your freaking dessert. <laughs> I was like, I am in my element. And then this guy next to us at the table was like, oh, you two, you you love your food and wine. Um, you will have a very happy life. Aww. I was like, oh, yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> with his wee wife, who was lovely. Yeah. And, and, um, and he said, I'd like to buy you. I'm really impressed, you young pair eating Aww. out. I'd like to buy you um, a drink off the trolley and oh. he picked this thing and I don't know what the price was per class but yeah. I know it was crazy oh, expensive wow. um, by the look on the, the server's face and he said who's who's the bit he says I'll pick up the tab and I'm thinking just as well yeah absolutely <laughs> that's the thing as well it's the people you meet I know when it's... you're out it's a de- it's an experience um, so yeah totally I think it's good to have a balance of everything but I'm probably a six or a seven i i love my home comforts mm-hmm. i love my lasagnas my steak pies yeah. um Landon. landing i don't know if you've eaten there oh, but they I just do the that. most incredible comfort foods you know like bowls of chili garlic bread and chips and oh. it doesn't sound great but it's cooked so well and it, after having a meal like that you're just so happy and full mm-hmm. so probably yeah around that but yeah, until I'd experienced fine dining, I, I, I was probably not ignorant, but just didn't understand the price tag mm. associated. And now I have had, you know, a, a lot of lovely meals. I totally get it. It's mm-hmm. it's an experience. It's something that you, you know, you might have to save up for all year, but you look forward to it. And you might only go there once in your life, but you'll always remember it. You'll just love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just love, and they treat you like sometimes it's a bit much. When we were at the one in Glen Eagles with the two on our honeymoon, the two uh, Michelin star. Wow. And um, they, every time Scott got up to go to the loo, and he pees a lot, he's got like the weakest bladder, <laughs> and um, they'd stand up and follow him mm. and make sure. I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah, like, that's, too much. There's definitely a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. Yeah. Like, but if you were milking it, you'd be like, oh, absolutely. Yes. We went to the kitchen. Have you been to the kitchen? I haven't. It's really good. Um, I took him there in 2009, right, when we'd been seeing each other for a year. 
and um, we're going through a bit of a rocky patch. I took him there. I was like, it's on me tonight. <laughs> Paid for the bill. Yeah. It was an absolute stonker because we had champagne, oh wine tasting, the works. Wow. Right? drank far too much that night and um i paid the bill the next day he said we're going on a break and I'm how like, dare he pick your pick your time <laughs> in, eh? so it just shows money can't buy you love that's very <laughs> true not that I, not, I had a lot but it was like my, my, oh, my monthly wages um, oh my god! But I always remind him of that. I was like, "Do you remember that Michelin star meal I took you for?" And then we went on a break. <laughs> and then, ironically, the next week I was so upset I didn't eat a thing, and I think oh, I lost about a stone in weight. <laughs> I know it's always the way, isn't it? Oh, it's funny how food and memories. Oh, for sure. But it's just so nice that you, because I was saying to you before, like, because you've got a job that you love, and this is obviously a passion, but it allows you to do things. But I was saying, would you want to do it full time? And you were sort of saying, you know, maybe not because it would take away from that yeah. separate creative outlet. I think it, for me, once it it start, it would start to feel like work. I maybe would be less enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, because the moment you're having to really get into work mode, and to an extent, I think there is. A little bit of a misconception and I'm sure that you'll understand this too is that even just running it as a hobby that it's you know it's oh it's fine you just get to eat for free all the time mm. which is it, it is what it is it's great you know I'm very lucky to have the experiences that I do but it's what people don't realize maybe some people anyway when they sort of make the flippant comments is that you're coming home and then you're you're still having to really think right what of the maybe 200 pictures that I took <laughs> are going to make the cut and what is the restaurant going to want you know what makes what really makes them what showcases the restaurant in the best possible light how do I review to make you know these guys really stand out mm-hmm. um, and that does sometimes it can feel like a job mm-hmm. in a sense when you've maybe you know you've got to do however many stories or yeah. um it can just feel I don't know how's best to put it probably that you are always aware whilst you're there that you're getting the good shots and that you're yeah. you know getting good content and that the PR company or the restaurant are going to be happy with the stuff that you're putting out so a lot of it is I love going and enjoying it but I do worry when I'm there I'm like oh um, the lighting's not good I'm not going to get any good photos and it sort of can distract from the actual food (laughs) Um, but yeah I think if I was doing that as a job that it would maybe distract from the, the passion and the hobby and enjoying editing it and enjoying interacting with people on Instagram and I am lucky I do get a lot of people messaging me maybe being like oh I'm coming into the city can you recommend some places and I love doing that and I love when they message me a few days later and they're like oh my gosh we got a table at Six by Nico and it was incredible thank you so much and I'm like well that's cool they came they took my recommendation and they had a really great time yeah the pressure's on right yeah (laughs) it's a little bit because you're like you know they've asked you for your own recommendation as opposed to you know hopping on TripAdvisor or um, anything like that 
but I only ever really want to give people like an honest review. Yeah. Um. So I do. I don't. I don't say yes to everything if yeah. it's something I think that it doesn't fit or it's not somewhere that I would honestly recommend to people when they're coming into the city. Then yeah. I, it's not for me because yeah. I'm not going to just take a free meal based on the fact that. I, that's all I want out of it. I want people to come on my page and say, well, that looks really good. Yeah. And I'm coming into the city and I'm going to eat there and not just sort of like, well, they gave me a free meal, so I'm putting them on my Instagram. Yeah, it's hard, It's it? very hard. And I think for you, though, and if people are saying to you, oh, you're getting free meals, I would say you should be getting free meals and paid to go for the free meals yeah. because the companies will do amazing for advertising alone a page with your following your passion it's like it just gets really frustrating when people there's still that ignorance there about all the work that goes on so people are saying to you oh free meals free meals you're like one it's not free it's loads of work and two actually it's quite nice of you going in and not charging for all the advertising yeah totally it just gets frustrating sometimes it's it's an interesting um, part of business I think to navigate because we're all still learning the influence influencer <laughs> we're all influencers but just I, yeah you get termed with but yeah. I don't I don't particularly like the term but I think many people do but no. I always say like take it back to like we are all influencers everybody like, we are I would say you know you're a content creator yes you know we create content and you know that is it you you're passionate about someone you yeah. create content about yeah. it yeah that's so true that's such a nice way to put it um i think because it is a relatively new part of you know navigating the business world there's a lot of misunderstanding around it um and particularly you know having to disclose i guess if something's gifted or if you've been invited which i totally respect mm-hmm. um but I think it is one of those things that is still massively misunderstood. Mm. So when when the rules came in, I started putting, you know, hashtag gifted on my stories. And one of my friends said to me, they're like, why do you keep hashtag gifting yourself? As if I'd been referring to myself as, oh my gosh, I'm so hashtag gifted. Oh no, and I was like, I didn't even think oh about my that. gosh, do people think that that's what I think of myself? Oh no, that's <laughs> so, so, I've never so, heard that. And then I was so like, cringe. so starting to, yeah, oh, really geez. worry that I, people were thinking that I was like, oh my life is hashtag gifted. I am so gifted. <laughs> so, hashtag blessed and gifted. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag so blessed. Oh um, no. So that was one of the things that I think when those the new advertising rules came in that no. did sort of sit in the back of my head but it's something that I think is important and you know we should be disclosing what we are getting for free because people do they want to know that you're authentic mm-hmm. and they want to know I think that yeah people are starting to get quite specific in what they want and they want authenticity and they want to know that you're given a review because you genuinely believe that that place is good so do you think they think you're not authentic if it's gifted because you're just doing it because it's free some people yeah i think i mean i'm lucky i've never had any backlash or hate or anything like that but i see it in sort of the bigger accounts or um people getting hate for maybe just doing a lot of ads or doing too many content 
It's hard, um, isn't it, to get the balance? Yeah, and that's one other thing. It's not my job. I don't earn money from it. So mm. it is quite nice to have the ability to turn around and turn down opportunities because they maybe don't fit. Whereas yeah. if you're, if that's your full-time job, maybe you do feel a bit more obligated yeah. to take on stuff because at the end of the day, everyone's got to make a living. Yeah. Create, don't hate. You know, for sure. Just it, it's really hard, but at the end of the day, you've got you've got to do what's right for you, what's right for your brand, or you know, your intentions are good. Just keep coming back to that. Yeah. Does it feel right? Absolutely. And we've all made mistakes. Like I've suggested stuff in the past. Like, why did I do that? But um, you, you're just learning. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you say yes without really thinking. Yeah. And you're like, why am I here? Like, or you think, oh, that's a good idea, and then you let you really break it down and you're like oh actually maybe it's not but it's too late oh it's hard do you know there's a few chances out there as well someone messaged me the other month and they were like oh we're doing this cool event and uh, do you want to write about it in your blog and I was like yeah when do you want me to come and review it and they were like just basically no write about it yeah. for not so yeah. they weren't even inviting me along yeah. to try out the food and I'm going right wait a second so you want me to write about yeah. it but you don't want to invite me in to experience exactly. it so what 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 yeah and how can you be telling your following about it when you don't know if it's any good yourself it put me off going back to the place yeah to be honest. i totally understand that thought like that's just really cheeky yeah um so you will get a lot of chances out there too and i think it's just so brands understand as well yeah, like for sure how to speak to people that are creating content and are really passionate yeah and they oh yeah just write about it it's, it's hard I know it's a hard it's an interesting world but I think within the food community it's it's quite nice because everyone's pretty supportive good um, I you know I don't think I don't feel ever that there's a massive you know it's a competition That's anything nice. like that I'm, I've made actually a lot of lovely friends out of nice. just being in the community and going to events and people that now, you know, the one thing we have in common isn't just Instagram, it's that we're actually friends, yeah, which so is nice. lovely. Yeah. It's opened up a whole new world. And then you meet like-minded people that have the same passions as you. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, now we can go out to brunch together. And, yeah. you know, it's lovely. Or you might get a, an invite somewhere that they haven't been invited to. And then you're like, well, do you want to come? Yeah. And then, you know, you, you get to bring your friends along to these things. And it's lovely. So nice. It is lovely. Yeah. I, I, you've got to sort of celebrate the great parts of it and just enjoy. I'll always say, like you know when you feel things are getting competitive you're like there is no competition like yeah. the competition is you absolutely like, so be inspired by people and, yeah. and big them up and it's not a, there's only one you there's yeah. only one me it's yeah. like be the way you want and don't try and fit into other people's boxes no. and worry and bring about... other people up that mm-hmm. are doing great things too. yeah you know it's yeah. like well I always feel if you know if people are doing events or or other Instagrammers, I try and, I try my best to be supportive and go along to those as well. Yeah. Um, because I think it's important to just to support other people in the community mm-hmm. that are doing it too. Yeah, I know it. It really is, and there's there's a lot of different events on, so sometimes it can be be a bit overwhelming. But oh, yeah, absolutely, do try and get out and go through things, um, and it's good for you. It's just it's having good. having that balance though, because it can be hard to switch off. Like, how do you look after your well being? Um, I 
I haven't always been the best, I would say, at giving myself time to just not do anything. Mm-hmm. I've had... I'm one of these people that I think always feels bad or guilty from not, you know, if I've not got plans, if I've not, um, you know, been... If I've not been to any events that week or... Yeah, I'm quite bad at switching off, but it's something I have really learnt to do in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been helped by living by myself and just being able to come home to your own space mm-hmm. and just chill out mm-hmm. and take you know time for you. I think in a way that going out and eating <laughs> is a form of, of sort of well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, you do definitely... You know, there's nothing better than going out and having a really good meal yeah. and just being able to switch off from everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I'm very lucky to have a supportive network of people that I can always go to if I'm not feeling a hundred percent. That's great. Um, and yeah, I'm very very lucky with that. Mm-hmm. So that is good. Yeah, I think it's just trying to make more time for myself started reading again recently which I haven't done in a really long time and when I was younger I was like a bookworm like my mum and dad I used to like burn through books ridiculous levels they were you know we'd have to go to the charity shop to buy books because I was just constantly reading reading and then I stopped for a really long time and recently I've been getting back into it and whether you know I just for a half an hour before bed I'll just sit in my living room and read a book and then I'll go through to my, to bed I still watch Netflix like that never changes but just having a bit of time to to read yeah it's so good isn't it yeah and, and like opening your mind again to like just being able to totally zone out and immerse yourself in something else for a while yeah it's so like I freaking love reading I, I, I've probably read more books this year than I ever have That's I amazing. feel like I have but helping is like audiobooks. So if yeah. I'm if I'm travelling, yeah. I'll have the audiobook yeah. and driving, um, and then just I'm just loving reading. Yeah, and I just feel like, and then some days I'm like I should be writing, finishing my next book. <laughs> it's like get the head down, but sometimes just to get yeah, in someone absolutely. else's mind and, and hear about their lessons yeah. or different characters and stuff. Yeah, what's your favourite type of book? Um, I like like biographies yeah. autobiographies um, I've got I'm a massive Leigh Theroux fan oh, if you can't tell oh, um, so good though. and I've got his book um, that he's just released I'm ready to read that I like a bit of everything um, quite factual mm-hmm. I like you know factual books um, I have been reading The Handmaid's Tale recently because I watched the series and I was like, well, why have I not read the book? And I was obsessed with the series. Um, so, yeah, I've been reading that. But even just, me- like, I've been reading The Multi-Hyphen Method by Emma Gannon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get, a, like, another sort of perspective of somebody that's in the creative industries and listening to how they've navigated their way through it. So, yeah, a real mix. So good, though. Yeah. What about you? Just, ah. Uh... Like Matt Haig, Notes on Nervous oh, yeah. Planet. I yeah. just adored that I still book. haven't read that. I really need oh, to read it. so good. It, do you know, some of the parts, there's a bit in it he writes about the beach and it's so like an article I wrote 
years ago about the sun. Oh, the really? whole I mean, I'm not claiming to be as good with words as he is, but it really reminded me of it, and I, I kind of look up to him as an author because I uh-huh. think we're quite similar yeah. style. Um, except he's just properly like been doing it forever. <laughs> I've been writing forever, yeah, don't actually. Put yourself down. No, I know it's just the You're natural thing. As well. Oh, thank you. It's just a natural thing to do, but no, um, I love that book. I love. Um, I've read so um, Eckhart Tolle is just like I've immersed fully in mindfulness this year oh yeah and it's made me have more faith it's made me have more love it's made me have a lot more awareness and i can honestly say the book i'm writing now is a game changer compared to anything i've written i I recently read the secret oh and that's a lot about mindfulness and manifestation and has changed sort of my way of thinking about a lot of things yeah so i totally you know understand that I just feel like when you get still and you, you're clear about what you want, but also you really go deep into yourself, it kind of, that level of self-awareness, yeah. it just it just gives you space to, I don't know, just yeah. figure thing, things level out up. and level up. Yeah. yeah, and leveling up is what we all need to do. We all need to slow down a bit I to level up. For sure, like what you were saying about well-being, one of the, the biggest sort of teachings I guess I've read from those books and what changed my mindset a lot was when I was having the down days or you know not that they come often but everybody has them but just sort of being able to acknowledge that that was okay Mm -hmm. and that not you know I didn't have to feel bad about the fact that maybe I wasn't feeling so great yeah um but also taking me back to thinking about everything that I'm really lucky to have Mm -hmm. and where I am in life and that I am really you know thankful for everything that is in my life but before I think I I would have got I used to get on a negative spiral so if maybe I got up in the morning and I was having a bad day that I would get up and just be thinking right I'm having a bad day and then throughout the day, bad things would happen. Mm, you're attracting and it. Not attracting be... it, but you're sort of prepared. It's almost like you're just ready. Yeah. You're looking for yeah. it. Yeah, and then one thing would go wrong and another thing would go wrong. And then instead of just being like, right, I need to sort of just try and think a bit more positively, I'd just let that negative mindset mm. take over, I think. It's I've... infectious in Absolutely. another way, you know? But then now sort of reading about it and understanding a bit more about the mind and how that works, about being able to just acknowledge that the bad days happen but mm-hmm. try and switch that off yeah um and and think about the positives and look for the good things which can be difficult can be um but i think also maybe that's something that comes with age i mean I yeah maybe i don't know um i turned 30 last month mm-hmm. and everyone's like what's it like being 30 and i'm like mm, not that different to 29 but I think over the years that is definitely something that has come just sort of acknowledging that the bad days happen yeah and not feeling bad about it there's an amazing verse that my mum always quoted from the bible was it corinthians totally blank corinthians outwardly we're wasting away now that sounds a bit depressing um <laughs> but inwardly we're being renewed yeah. day by day so true. and in an opera one of opera's uh, podcasts she had a pastor on this amazing minister and he just kept saying we are being renewed day by day yeah. by day 
And I was like, I feel that. Yeah. I feel like every year I'm just like so much more thankful and so many more lessons. Yeah. And feel like I am being renewed. And there's been times in my life where I've felt like really happy and loads of joy and like contentment and stuff. But so many less, like lessons as well, you know, about how you let people speak to you, how you take on things, yeah. learning like about the natural response, like you know the ego and how it works and just how you you know take on things and also learning that nothing's personal is such That's a powerful so, so powerful so but it's true. still hard because you still have the ego it's not going to go yeah. so you're still going to have that part of your critical mind and it's like the devil on your shoulder like a red little satan yeah. and it's trying to distance yourself from those thoughts yeah and I'll still hear them in the day. I'll be like, oh, they unfollowed you. They must think you're yeah. an absolute wanker. You're chat. Who do you think you are? And yeah. like, whatever. And I was speaking to someone on the podcast recently. Amazing. Um, and they've done all this training on NLP. And uh, they were saying that they make you write down the thoughts that you're having. Yeah. Like, so just write them down. Yeah. And you really shock yourself at yeah. how many bad ones. I can imagine. I'm sure there's a a lot that you just get through the day and you put to the back of your mind and then maybe don't think about it. And not challenge it. Yeah. Like, wrong. Yeah, totally. So wrong. And there's so many things we don't challenge. We were speaking earlier about, like, race and inequalities and making sure that, like, bloggers are all represented and there's lots of good things going on. I was chatting to someone today. (laughs) (laughs) You did warn me of that. I was chatting to someone today and um, a lovely, lovely girl, and she was talking about this with so much to do in the workplace with, like, race and um, some of the things people have said to her. Um like oh you're Scottish and how long have you been here and uh, all yeah. this stuff and I was saying right we need to like get you on the podcast and we'll talk about what people can say yeah, like absolutely. what's not a, yeah. and what's acceptable in the boardroom yeah and um and how what we can do to kind of take stigma away yeah. from all I these know. kind of things sexuality you know nationality it's not just about gender you know it's like absolutely i think it can be applied to a lot of things and yeah it's being mindful of that too especially when you know you're you're given opportunities you hope that everyone is given those equal opportunities yeah um and that that can be hard Mm. because sometimes you do want you are quite mindful i guess of sharing certain things or you know there might be something that I have views on that I don't share mm-hmm. on my social media platform because mm-hmm. you just yeah for fear of offending somebody or not saying the right thing yeah um, but yeah I think it is about being mindful of it mm-hmm. and you just hope that everybody has the same opportunity an equal opportunity to do what you do yeah it's i mean it's it's still a scary world out there oh gosh yeah there there are inequalities and you've been in the workplace uh for a while and you see you know you're loving your job now which is great you're you're seeing you did someone say to you the other day you're the best version of yourself yes love that what a compliment so nice it it was just like a bit taken aback because i think no matter 
anything new, mm-hmm. you're always gonna you're always go into it thinking, you know, this feels good, but I hope that it's gonna work out mm-hmm. on their part and mine, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I just, yeah, I was having a chat with him, and that's what he said to me, and for me to hear that is just, it's so lovely, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I do feel at a very good place in my life which is lovely it's lovely when friends say that you know something like they'll say something like that and you just think what a nice thing to say I know and especially so um for it to come from a guy so Mm -hmm. like my one of my very best friends Craig is is a guy and we joke quite a lot because it's not conventional yeah Um, and I could take him to events with me and people would be like Oh, you're your friends, and we're like, yeah, like we're oh. literally best pals. Yeah. But for even you know, for him to have said that, being, you know, a male, not anything against men, but I think it's sometimes more difficult to vocalise their opinions or mm-hmm. show that really emotional, vulnerable side. So that meant a lot coming from him it's nice do you know thinking back some of my nicest comments have been from my male friends yeah just yeah like one one of them said oh when you podcast he was like you're just in your element yeah. and you're so good at so it so lovely and I was like that's so nice you know and the other guys just like one of them had said um, my friend Robin he was saying oh you carry yourself really really well oh, stop doubting yourself so lovely just you know and this was years ago but yeah. you remember things because oh, you'll remember that yeah you will remember that and um it is it's really really nice and it's funny about the gap because that's another kind of label thing like people have said to me i've invited guy friends to events people are like oh does your husband not yeah. mind and i'm like Oh, it's just, quite frustrating. It's like, right, so we are we having sex on the slide? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. just so sad the world we live in. Like, yeah. Gender. Oh, do they not mind? You've got male friends. You're going out for dinner with your yeah. male friend. I know. What? Like, it still surprises me at sometimes the reaction when people, you know, we're out at events or whatever and we're like, yeah, we're best friends and people will be like, oh, right. But they know, but then my boyfriend Chris knows Craig, and they're you know good pals, and they get on, which is amazing, and there's no issues there. But everybody else is always a bit, I don't know, intrigued, or they think that there always has to be maybe something else going on. Mm. But um, yeah, for that to have come from him was was lovely, mm. and I do genuinely feel very happy and very content and. I work for, you know, two girls who inspire me and um, they want me to do well and I feel I've got a lot of creativity back. I was quite arty when I was in high school um, and never really did anything with it when I left school. Mm-hmm. So to now be working for a company that do design and things is, is probably never what I thought back then I would do, but now it makes kind of sense. Yeah. It feels right. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Uh, the girls are so inspiring. I love that. Yeah. They just it's so it, lovely. It's like just a really nice atmosphere to go in. Yeah. Oh. And just, it doesn't feel like work. Um, the, the weeks fly in. Every day is different. So I work for 
a small creative agency uh-huh. we do design and comms for small businesses so right. that's a mixture of everything from designing websites to managing social media to creating logos um, to even just brand messaging working with companies on their messaging um, and yeah that it's, it's called Meraki Concepts you know so Amazing. yeah it's it's really really great Oh, that's so nice that you, I could tell just by your eyes that you just love it, you know, they sort of light up when you talk about it. Yeah. It's so nice. It is great. It's really lovely. I think as well, you always have, you think, oh, work is work. But then if you can create a life for yourself where you wake up in the morning and you get up wanting to go to work, that is an achievement, I think. Because I've been in a, you know... I studied nursing, for example, and I, I knew in my gut the entire time that I was there that it wasn't for me, oh. but I sort of had to do it to get through it, to buy me the time to figure out what my next steps were going to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for a lot of the the lessons that I learned and the experience that I had in that three years. Um, you know, working... For the NHS was a real eye opener, mm-hmm. and I think it gave me quite a lot of skills that I wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, really knowing what a twelve-hour day is like in a kids' ward at Christmas oh. is is hard. Oh. And I think now it's like, well, I've had these experiences, so now I'm I'm very grateful mm-hmm. to have you know be able to go out on my lunch and walk out the door at five o'clock, yeah. and that be it. And just, not be carrying a lot of the emotional baggage or feeling that you can't switch off or worried about going back in the next day. Yeah. It's just never... It, it wasn't a life that I wanted for myself. Yeah. And it feels good to have finally got to the point where I don't have that. I, you know, I, I love work. I like waking up in the morning knowing that uh, that's my job for the day and... But then I finish at five in the evening is also mine, which is lovely as well. Actually, having like a good work-life balance, so which is really important. To have, like to have that work life. I remember working in a media agency, and people would just would just stay. Just it's like, why are we sitting here at eight o'clock? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like no. Yeah. Like your brain you will perform better tomorrow exactly. having got home. Yeah. Chilled out, get the candles on, yeah. do whatever you yeah. want to do. Have some you time. Uh, yeah. Read your book. So it's all about just ah, uh, all about the mojo. And we need like our brains need silence. Yeah. We need chill, we need time to unwind. Absolutely. We need to connect. We need to have a mishmash of it all. Yeah. I love it. You spend so much time at work that I think you have to really use the time that you're not there as well. Yeah. And it, it's quite easy to forget that, especially if you're maybe not enjoying your job or... I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And, yeah, I, I guess not everyone's in the position where they feel like that. Yeah. Um, but it's never too late. But it's never too late. And I think sometimes... It, you have to take a risk. Mm-hmm. You have to, because you don't know. You don't know. And to to work out whether the benefit is actually going to pay off, mm-hmm. you have to sort of do it if you want to get out of the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think 
you know, it can be difficult to just stay in a situation because it feels that, you know, it's comfortable and it's fine. Yeah. And fine is, that is okay for some people as well. Not, you know, not everybody has to have that feeling. But if you're not happy, it's, that's when you have to question whether it's time to do something about it. What's your well-being worth, you know? Exactly. And you spend a lot of time at work. For sure. I've been up in the air, like, think, like, I love writing, and it's my passion, but also I love being with people. Yeah. Um, and then I like going into the corporates and stuff, but I was like, <laughs> it just gets all the place, because I was like, oh, but I quite like to have, do more radio stuff too. And then you're like... Oh, there's so many, like, sometimes yeah. you can have a few different ideas yeah. and then you're like, do you focus on, like, one thing? Do you do it exactly. all? Do you, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's taking it, like, case, like step by Absolutely. step as well. I'm saying, like, and I think as well, you know, for a lot of young people who feel pressure to come out of uni and think that that's it, it's, it's really difficult because you're, throughout school you're taught, right, you're going to have one career. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, gosh, I've had so many in the so many different jobs in the last decade of my life mm-hmm. and I'm only really just finding my feet and really feeling like I've got a career that I'm this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So good. There's just no rush. Yeah. Like it's it's like you said earlier, it's never too late. And you know, obviously we all have to have money to get by. You have to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. That is sadly the unfortunate part. But it is about you know, if there's something that you want to do, you're not going to get another chance. You have to take the risk. I know. It's no rehearsal, is it? We're here. We're here. We're here right now. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Do, 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 do. No, I love it. It's so important. And just to take that space to try and, you know, question things. And what I found is... I asked my parents what they would do looking back and a lot of the time it's like a pain point yeah something like my dad lost his eyesight when he was really young sadly so he said he would help people oh with um visually impaired yeah um and then my my mom was like because she was a teacher she was like do something that helps people but with less paperwork (laughs) and I'm like well like the whole well-being thing was because of a pain point because of like a horrible experience I was like oh man I I had no idea yeah and then it just shaped all this research and and sort of passion for well-being but everything's like creative as well like we're all creative yeah and we all need that creativity definitely but it's just doing something that you love and that you feel passionate about yeah and you're with good people as well that makes for sure such a freaking difference when you're with good people it makes all the difference that's what it's all about all about yourself with good people so what does joy mean to you then i think joy means feeling content Mm -hmm. um I think it's that feeling of feeling like you have enough mm-hmm. and that you've reached, you're happy, mm-hmm. you're fulfilled. Yeah. Um, one, I guess, thing is learning to live in the moment mm-hmm. and not get too far ahead. Yeah. Um, it's a sort of a big life lesson I've learned over the last, you know, few years, losing young people that have been quite close young but 
you know members of the family and it's like well just that harsh reminder that life is short and you don't know what's around the corner Mm -hmm. so I want to feel joy for the days that I am here Mm -hmm. and for me that means being content and happy Mm -hmm. and feeling like I have everything and everyone that I need to make that happiness Mm -hmm. powerful yeah do you believe we have a soul do you believe in the deeper spiritual world um I think I definitely have an awareness my mum is very spiritual Mm -hmm. um so I've grown up sort of being quite um open to that Mm -hmm. you know she's done Reiki and reflexology Uh um so yeah I think I've, I've been brought up with uh, an opportunity to be open mm-hmm. to I don't know what everything is and I don't know what the meaning of life is or you know looking beyond that but I think that there's definitely you know an awareness of sort of your energy and things like that I'm quite interested in it yeah. but only probably now at this age it's funny because you don't really I guess when you're younger and you're out partying or whatever you don't really always stop and think about the no. deeper stuff absolutely um, or maybe it's not until something happens and yep. you're like wow whoa what's going on and, yep. and what is it <laughs> and and I think energy is all about energy you can pick up energy for sure you can feel energy yeah you can I was saying to someone you know I can tell someone if they just don't want to if, if they're just closed off yeah just sent you can pick it up yeah you can pick it up and i don't think you know people say i've got magic powers i can pick up energy we can all pick up energy yeah. if you are like present and aware and you're self-aware as well because sometimes we can be so lost in our heads and we're so stressed yeah. out that we are walking around in our thoughts yeah whereas like i'm present with you just now so i'm not thinking so i'm present i'm here i'm all in energy but then there have been times in my life, and you can see it in other people oh, when you're yeah. chatting, and they just don't like they're just yeah. not with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that can come down to maybe what you're experiencing at the time, because mm. there was a you know a period in my life um, after sort of having a lot of emotional stress and strain and losing somebody that I did sort of shut down mm-hmm. and I like I didn't have energy for anybody yeah. I was barely even you know had the energy to eat like you mentioned earlier I lost a lot of weight in a short space of time but I just I had to conserve every last bit of energy I had for me mm-hmm. just to get through what I was going through I couldn't mm-hmm. give any energy to anybody else because it was so depleted Yeah. and it was like a survival thing mm-hmm. like you say I was just getting through every day just in my own head Yeah. Um just getting through it getting through it and um yeah I, I got counseling mm-hmm. and I'm like a big advocate for that and mm-hmm. you know I'm very open about the fact I've had counseling because it really changed my mindset and it brought me out of a difficult place um so yeah I think that when you do see people like that that are maybe depleted of their energy mm-hmm. or conserving it for themselves yeah. because they can't give it to anyone because they're just focusing on having to get through that day or deal with whatever emotional strain and stress they've got going on and it's 
I guess being open to seeing that and understanding it as well because mm. you can be like well that person just doesn't want to speak to me yeah but it's not it's not but about it's you not, it's, it's not, not personal it's not about you it's it's like you said earlier it's about learning it's not personal it's not at all and it's, that's a big lesson it's hard because I like even on a basic level there's been times I've been chilling out and someone will be like, come on, come on, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Where's yeah. your energy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> chilling out. I'm just really tired and I'm just yeah. really happy to chill. Yeah. I don't want to be a monkey performing. <laughs> but yeah, but then as you say that, it's so important to get help, to talk, to 100%. share, to yeah. open up. Absolutely. It's so important. And even just the, you know, the conversation around you know, losing people and death, that's something that I found particularly hard. So hard. In life that, you know, people really shut off. They don't want to talk about it. And mm. and that is totally fine. But it's such a personal thing. Mm. And it is one of these aspects of life. It almost feels a bit taboo. It's like, well, I went to counselling because I was, I was processing a lot in my life and dealing with a lot of different things, but I had lost somebody... And for me, it was like I needed to talk about it to feel better. But it was hard to talk because it was a subject that people found quite difficult to talk about. And that's never really changed. It's still... Because you're like, do you speak about the person? Yeah. Are they going to be annoyed if I don't mention? I know. Um, Do we want... Or do they just want a distraction? Do I want it? It's so hard, isn't it? it It's definitely difficult. But you need to talk about it at points, yeah. don't you? Like For sure. But, yeah, it's finding people, I guess, that you can talk about it with, which are pivotal. And mm-hmm. I was lucky, I guess, that I was able to get counselling to uni because I don't know if I'd gone to the GP or whatever, if I would have had the same access to yeah. the services that I had. Um, so I appreciate it's not always as easy yeah. as well. It's really hard to take that step. Yeah. to really admit and for me it was people seeing it from the outside yeah. and telling me that I wasn't looking so great and I wasn't you know seeming myself to really make me realise it so I, I think I'll, you have these really pivotal people in your life mm-hmm. that you look back and you're like oh wow like if they hadn't done that I don't know where I would be or if they hadn't said that is it a wake up call when you yeah. people say because I've said that to friends too and it's like I'm worried about you yeah. like and then it's like they, they react because like what like, I know you're worried yeah so you're like chill out yeah. you can tell me stuff like that I'm like yeah. no I'm worried exactly so when you say that it does probably make things like oh crap you know? it is definitely a bit of a wake up we need our friends and family to be honest as well yeah. like if you're going down in a spiral it's like tell me like yeah. tell me you're worried about me tell me that I'm out of character tell me that I yeah. need help yeah exactly you hope that that at that point that somebody steps in and helps you because we don't want to offend as well it's I like know. oh if I say I'm worried about you are you gonna like just cut me out or I whatever? know exactly I think there's a long way to go mm-hmm. around the general conversation around mental health mm-hmm. we're still we're got still, a lot of work yeah, to do yeah still a it's lot of work a lot of work but just having like open conversations like even just like we are now it will help it, so many it's people. so important mm-hmm. that's why I launched this podcast it was always about just normalising these discussions yeah, absolutely and, 
and um, the more we normalise it then it just opens up for other people exactly because everyone has their own thing going on mm-hmm. you know you might see all these Instagrammers or you know a lot of the time you don't know really the person what that person might be going through or has gone through or oh, they're a lot, they've been a little bit quiet over the last few weeks yeah um, I mean like on my Ed Neats back in in May I took an entire month off of posting because my gran was really ill and she passed away mm-hmm. and throughout that entire month I just I couldn't even face I couldn't face eating out I couldn't face you know having to post and pretend like everything was okay mm-hmm. um, and I think it is sort of that reminder that everybody you're just a person yeah, and you're going through a lot as well and you know I didn't have anybody getting annoyed or anything like that when I, I just popped a wee message back up and was like, you know, I've been going through something but I'm back and posting again and it actually felt good to get back to it but yeah. I put it off for so long yeah. because I like terrified myself of thinking, well if I if I go out and look like I'm having a good time again then it's like I'm not really mourning her or I'm not grieving properly yeah. and it's difficult yeah, that's the whole world of social media we could probably talk about it all night I know but social media can be like that but you just have to take it face value absolutely and there's a lot underneath the surface and as yeah. long as you're enjoying it exactly and you're not going hard on yourself like I was thinking earlier I was like oh I don't have a posted in a few days or yeah. like, who freaking cares <laughs> Get over it. I know. Exactly. Well, not going to bloom in Well, that was like, yeah, that was the thing. I was like, I hadn't posted for a month. No one sat there being like, oh, why, why is she not posted in a month? Oh, but so it's you being hard on yourself. Oh, we're just always, always. But um, no, it's, it's good to take that time and it's so important. Definitely. Um, this has been great. Well, thank, thank you so much so for having much. me. I'm so glad we could fit it in before... Uh, the crazy, crazy festive because it's going to get mental. I know, it's going to be busy. Um, but it's just been amazing to chat and hang out and see your lovely crib. <laughs> and um, thanks for my tea and my chocolate. And uh, song-wise, what song are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. What's your favourite song? Oh, see, or I... one that means something to you and why? Um... So a, a lot of people have opinions on music and haven't worked in the industry. Mm. I've had my fair amount of slagging for my music choice. But um, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Nice. I, I, my mum and dad had Bruce on so much when we were growing up. Mm. And um, when we moved out of the family home just a couple of years ago, I actually took all a lot of the old records and I have that one. I have... I've had the album um, and my brother bought me a wee record player for my birthday this year oh. so I can listen to them. But um, yeah, my mum took me to see him at Hamden um, when I was a teenager and it was incredible. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, <laughs> fabulous. Right, well, bring it on. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Stay awesome. You too. And keep uh, keep giving me some food tips. <laughs> that this food of yours always hungry. <laughs> Much love. Beautiful soul that girl is. I love this song.
You can't start a fire without a spark. Good words. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Yeah, we don't need the light. Let's dance in the dark, baby. Let's do what we can do. In and I'm moving around my place. I check my look in the mirror. I want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. But do you need to? I'm just living like this. Is something happening somewhere? Baby, I just know that there is. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. How lucky are we to have all these incredible musicians to just raise our freaking vibe, man. Just, oh, we need to keep playing music, guys. When you're too busy to play music, maybe a wee signal there. I've been there. And it can still creep up, can't it? Come on, baby, this life's on me. Stay on the streets of this town, and they'll be carving you up all right. Say so you gotta stay hungry. Oh, yeah. Baby, I'm just about starving tonight. We'll check out Ed Meets page and see where to go. So just sitting around here waiting to write this book. Oh, Rick, <laughs> feeling you. Come on now, baby, just give me a look. Start a fire. Get out of the of a broken heart. This gun's for hire. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Start a fire. No, you can't. Worrying about your little world's falling apart. This gun's for hire. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Do you know what? Just like, so funny to think how many people keep coming back to this and I have no idea who's listening. I have no idea. It's um, just amazing you're here. Thank you for being here. I really, really mean that. I, I'm so touched that people keep clicking on when there's so much out there. Thank you for coming back here, guys. It's real, it's raw, and it's made with the intention to help boost your mojo. Mwah. All the love. Hit me up with any feedback, mummyjojoblog at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest, let me know. What can you share? And just have a brilliant week, guys. Get into those festive vibes and know that you can breathe through it. The family politics, you know, you don't need to go there. You don't need to get in debt. Just be kind to yourself. Mwah.